Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Are You Ready to Ramble podcast. It's me again, your hostess. No, your host with the most. Will. And then we have Liz. The hostess with the mostest. And we're back to you with a uh, another another episode. As promised, like I said, we're going to try to get back into the groove, get these episodes rolled out. So we're back again. Um, no real update. Same shit as last time. And my dress is fully paid for now. So Dress is fully paid for. Um, and hmm. we're playing Hogwarts Legacy. Yeah, we are. And notice how I said we instead of I, because Liz is actually starting to get into, I don't know about video gaming per se, but definitely into Hogwarts Legacy. Because I am a Harry Potter fan, have a tattoo to prove it. I need to finish the books. I started with the first one with the audio, but I don't know. What What was I listening to on Audible? And it was expensive. How much is it for a book? It's like $15 per book for an Audible. You just watch the movie. Because the books have more details. I guess. I mean, I plan to read all of the books to our future children to make them Harry Potter nerds. Harry Potter fans. Nerds? Fans? Fans. Sure. And show them the movies because they need to be knowledgeable. About Harry Potter. Keep the keep the lineage going. Keep it going. Keep it going. I need to create more little awful poofs and slitherns. Whack. And maybe I guess a Gryffindor. Fucking big G, big Gryffindor. You know what the fuck it is. No. What else house would you be in if, if not for Gryffindor? Hufflepuff or Slytherin. Weak houses. Not even. They are weak houses. No. Yeah? How so? They're not weak houses. Tell me what's a defining quality of a Hufflepuff. A defining quality? Yeah. Loyal. Whack. (laughs) They're good friends. Okay. And in the books, no Hufflepuff left during the Battle of Hogwarts. Okay. That's true. They are loyal. I guess they're good friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, I.e. Cedric Diggory. <laughs> Why you do that? Who else can you... Who, what else Hufflepuff can you name? Newt! Who cares about Newt? He's got his own franchise. Who Fantastic Beasts. Did you watch it? I watched... You didn't I even watched, finish the first one. I watched the first one. And I haven't watched the other ones yet. Anyway, Cedric Diggory... Rest in peace. Rest in pieces to him. Pieces? He got blasted. He stayed in one piece. Uh, yeah, but his father's heart was shattered. <laughs> oh my to god. pieces. Uh, I don't like watching that movie with you. 
it's it's for those of you who've seen the Goblet of Fire, the fourth installment of the Harry Potter franchise. It's a good. It's good. It's a good movie because I think that's when they actually actually introduce uh, Voldemort in person, right? No. Yes. Isn't it? In the Sorcerer's Stone, he's there too. He's just. But he's not like he's in the back of someone's head, though. Yeah. He's not like full body like he is in Goblet of Fire. Yeah, in Goblet of Fire, he becomes full body because. He is baby body gets dropped in this cauldron and mm. he like emerges into a full body and he actually full bodied Cedric Diggory too. It wasn't him. It was um. Forgot his name. Was it the rat? The rat dude. Peter oh, Pettigrew. Peter Pettigrew. Did it. Definitely. Anyway, he got full bodied. It was. It makes me cry every time. Sad. For some people, and Wilson just adds on to it because the father, the father, like, I shouldn't, it's a grieving father. I shouldn't be like, oh, it's funny, but it is funny the way he's like, that's my son, my boy. Ah. <laughs> he lost his son. I know, that's why I'm like, it's, it shouldn't be funny to me, but the way it. He did. I was like, "Oh man, this is this sucks." I should. It's like one of those things, like you know, where you you're in a serious situation and you shouldn't laugh, but you some, laugh anyways. You laugh anyway, yeah. I'm like, "Damn, he, that sucks." His son died, but why is he grieving like that? Yeah. Have you ever seen that video on YouTube? It's an old video. It's like an intervention with a drug addict father, and his family's all around him, and his son is like really like oh the one that cries really yeah, weird yeah he's like i still love you and dad's like it's yeah like that. <laughs> exactly like how <laughs> cedric's dad like mourned for his dead son <laughs> i guess anyway so we're yeah we're playing this game <laughs> obviously wilson is a lot better than i am it's just muscle memory from playing those yeah games like that he's played years and years worth the video games this is my first official video video game game. that's not like mario like super mario mario kart or just dance or the wii sports stuff Mm -hmm. so this is my like real first introduction to the video game a legitimate video game and tonight i was able to hold my own boy was she stressed out though i don't know if i was breathing but i held my own um, I didn't scream like the other times. I didn't freak out verbally like the other times. Mm-hmm. And I didn't hand you the controller this time. Mostly because you were cooking dinner and I didn't have you next to me. 100% if you were next to me, I would have handed you that remote I to finish it off. I because like, you got to get used to it. And, <laughs> and for those of you who don't play or who haven't played the, the Hogwarts Legacy yet... It's not a beginner video game. Not at all. Uh, the uh, mechanics are they are a little confusing. And uh, they don't just give you like one enemy to fight. They drop you into like a group of people uh, that try to kill you. I mean, and they make it kind of easy for you if you are like uh, an avid gamer such as I. They make it easy for you because uh, they give you hints of when to do certain like moves to like get out of the way of attacks or parry attacks and stuff like that it's very easy if you have the muscle memory but for someone like liz who's never played a video game before 
it gave her multiple heart attacks. <laughs> yeah, surprise, I'm still living. Yeah, but, but I mean, I'm having fun playing. I obviously don't. I don't think I could play for multiple hours. Like I played today and probably like an, an like hour. hour, and I was like, okay, I'm good. Yeah, but I mean, it's not. It's really not for me. At least, it's not one of those games because I do get tired of it too. Because it's it's not one of those games where it keeps you entertained. It's very uh repetitive in terms of like what you can do or what you should do i mean the storyline is pretty good so far from what i played that's what's keeping me entertained but as far as the gameplay itself with the fighting and everything like that it gets pretty repetitive and it gets kind of boring where i just kind of have to take a break i think i myself have only played for like an hour hour and a half where usually i play like games with like my friends uh, online i'm playing for like i don't know three four hours at a time all day if you could all day if i could if i wasn't around all day and i think it's because i have adhd undiagnosed adhd <laughs> i just need something i just need like action in front it's of my the face same thing over and over again too yeah but it's the same thing but it's different <laughs> well i guess whatever but there's I think, always different outcomes to those yeah. games i think they i saw a video on tiktok and i said i think i sent it to you that one that said they're doing like a Hogwarts Legacy 2. Already. Already. And then HBO possibly. Sorry. Working on their own like uh, uh, series. Like The Last of Us. Which went from watch. video game to like. Yeah. Now show. So maybe the same thing. And this. Then I saw another video and this girl was like. Ooh. Like if you play the game you know who Sebastian's. Solo. Solo. Shallow. Solo. Solo. I don't know how to say it last name. Um. I thought he was giving off flirty energy. He kind of does. Regardless of if it's a female or male. Mm. Um, he, he doesn't flirt with me. I'm a... No? No. He doesn't give you flirty energy? No. Not for a male character? Not to me, at least. Uh, well, to me, it did. I was like, oh. And I'm not the only one. I mean, I'm on TikTok a lot. So mm. I mean, there's a lot of people that play and give that same energy. Anyways, she's like, I just can't wait like <laughs> to to see that in action in who would you cast for him mm -hmm. if you had to pick someone austin butler no no why his no. voice too deep he no because it has to be like more he's white and he's blonde sebastian's brunette no he's not he has brown hair does he yes Oh, I'm thinking of uh, Ominous. Ominous? The blind kid. No, Austin Butler can't play a character like that. No? No. Why? Too central. Yeah. Well, you just, you said that Sebastian I was, was talking giving about, up, like... Yes, but he also, but Austin Butler just doesn't have it to play the, a kind of character like that. Who would play uh, Michael Sarah? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I, I think it would be British, so I don't know a lot of British actors. Uh, not off the top mm, no like teen not. early 20s teen actors you know like I Tom don't... Holland no he's too good <laughs> he's too good of an actor no he's too good of a person I don't know if he knows how to play a bad person uh, but Sebastian isn't a bad person he's not a bad person but you could tell like just cause he's in Slytherin well, maybe story, his storyline is that his little sister is like Text or something with a curse. Yeah. So I can see like him going to the dark path 
if we don't figure out how to help his sister. Yeah, no, sorry for anyone that no, sorry, the spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Anyways, but um, yeah. Anyways, so like that's what I mean. Like I feel like there needs to be somebody who can be good but still have that like a little bit of darkness to them. I mean, in No Way Home, he's he was kind of going down a dark path after they killed Aunt May. He was really he wanted to kill uh, Green Goblin. Like kill him. I mean, he killed his his aunt. Oh, okay. <laughs> Anyways, I don't know. Anyway, maybe not maybe not Tom Holland, but somebody else. Anyway, any uh British actors uh, hit me up. I'll let you talk to my agent, and then we can get this uh <laughs> we can get this thing going. Uh, but anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. Uh, what we are here to talk about though is um emotional negligence, more so from parents. Yes, um, only because, um, okay, so Gera, was it yesterday? It was yesterday. Texted, and let me just read it. Actually, let me not read it. Paraphrase it. (laughs) Anyways, she was just talking about how she realized that she, um, was learning about emotional neglect. Mm -hmm. And it made me realize, um, that I have emotional neglect and i don't think my parents realize that i think now more yes because my one of my older sisters is a lot more verbal about what my parents missed on i don't know i would say missed but more like did not acknowledge yeah they didn't acknowledge her emotions a lot when she was a teenager and when she said that i realized well you know what same for me Mm -hmm. and i was like okay well why like why did my parents not acknowledge or even notice when i was sad or depressed mm-hmm. or anything i feel like the only things that they would actually notice was anger mm-hmm. you know because i mean <laughs> it's easy to show anger than it is other no not at all <laughs> so growing up i mean there was multiple times where i would be really sad and <laughs> my parents wouldn't acknowledge it but it would mostly be my mom only because my mom was around a lot more my dad was out of the state working a lot of my teenage like i want to say like from 14 to i don't know like 18 19 mm-hmm. so he was gone for a lot of my teenage years even to your early 20s too was I mean, he? he he would come back and forth well, when we first started dating uh like for the first i don't know oh like yeah you're right two, yeah you're right yeah i i didn't meet i didn't meet your dad until probably like a year and a half to two years in he was out of state working that's true right yeah okay so like early 20s mm-hmm. um my dad has good intuition with emotions with some of my sisters where he can just look at them and know something's wrong and he can pull it out of them mm-hmm. where my dad with me he doesn't do that i don't think he's ever really fully done that my mom never acknowledged 
acknowledge it and acknowledge acknowledged it and not acknowledged it either. Um, we would have to go to her if we wanted to talk about things, but at the same time, it's like if we go to her and talk about it, it would become more of a lesson than like yeah comfort. Usually is yeah, and it was so at that point, and it was like a lesson in what you're doing wrong what you're doing wrong yeah not comfort which is what we needed i also i think i've talked about it before where i wasn't very like physically emotional like my parents were never physically emotional with me like affectionate yeah affectionate um but that's because that's how they grew up my parents their upbringings were both very different um my dad was uh his his dad was very neglectful mm-hmm. in emotions, love, even materialistic things. Mm-hmm. My dad at a young age had to work um pretty early on in his life to help his mom pay bills and bring food home because his dad spent his paychecks at the bar. Mm. You know, like, I've heard stories where his dad was found, like, drunk on the streets. Oh, wow. You know, like, the next morning. Mm-hmm. And my grandma was, well, she was at home taking care of six-plus kids, you know, and all of them were working to bring food to the house. Mm-hmm. So my dad had a really tough upbringing. Like, his whole life was just hustle. Never showed they never showed him love, so he never knew how to show love to his kids, and he also didn't know how to break that. Mm-hmm. But I will say, my dad is a lot more affectionate than my mom. I think in that aspect, because maybe that's what he wanted as a child, so then that, then he gave that to his daughters. Mm-hmm. Where my mom, um, my grandma was just, um, I think from what I've like pieced together from stories is like she just was very like don't ask me questions about things like mm. my mom is super naive she she was never taught about periods about pregnancy about sex none of that mm. that was super taboo and my grandpa didn't let her do anything she wasn't allowed to do sports she wasn't allowed to go out like the farthest she could go was to the front yard jesus when they went to dances um, he had to watch over them like they weren't allowed to do anything. And again, uh, neglectful in those emotions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And again, because my mom didn't know that that's what she was probably missing in life. She didn't do that with us either. Mm. Um, I want to say like a few weeks ago, my sister was talking about it and how she said like, mom, like. Why didn't you notice that I was so sad and angry when we moved to Arizona? Like, she's like, you just moved us, like, out of nowhere. Like, from one day to the next, you're like, we're moving to Arizona. Hmm. And then my mom was like, well, how was I supposed to know when I was depressed, when I was going through my things? And my my sister was like, you had every right, mom, to feel all those things, but you also didn't check up on me. And that was when... All of this discussion was happening. I was like, oh, crap. Like, my mom didn't check up on me either on things when I was a teenager. 
mm. or when things were going on, you know, like I just, I remember crying a lot in my room by myself, just trying to feel better. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying my parents are bad. It's just things just aren't, things weren't. They were picking up on certain things. Yeah. And the generational stuff, like they generation, their generation believes that like therapy isn't. It's weak. It's weak, yeah. Showing your emotions is weak, and being emotional is weak. But now this generation is learning a lot. Like, no, like, we need that. Like, we need to show our children our emotions, how to express their emotions, Mm. show them love. And materialistic things are just what you're supposed to do as a parent to give your child Mm. to survive. But the emotional aspect is really important and i asked you i was like well were you emotionally unintentionally unemotionally neglected and you're like nope and i was like well that explains a lot yeah i mean at at least not from what i can remember i'm sure at times maybe early on in like my uh when i was like a child and my parents were still kind of learning how to be parents um i'm sure there was a lot of things that kind of flew over their head at the time and they were like I don't know how to deal with this. You know what I mean? Um, you know, I'm one of those people too that are kind of like advocate for parents in a way that like, I think that, I mean, we talked about this before. Like, I think you, we as children should kind of cut them some slack to a degree, but also hold them accountable for things such as like this, like emotional neglect. Um, Cause stuff like that does, I feel transfers over into their children, obviously so on and so forth. Um, and it's kind of just like a generational thing. Um, but as far as I, me, myself, I, I can't remember a time where my parents just kind of blew something over that wasn't minuscule. You know what I mean? Like, if I got mad at something that was kind of like, whatever, it's small minuscule. Like if I got mad at like maybe my video game or something they'd be like it's a fucking video game get over it which whatever i understand um but if it was something that was bothering me um that they felt like they needed to talk about it you know to me then yeah they they would be like what's wrong you know like i can see that something's wrong you know my, my mom's been really you know pretty good at picking up things um whether it's in like my mannerism or like, you know, my body, uh, what's it called? Uh, just your behavior. Yeah. just like my behavior. She can pick up on it. And you know, I've kind of inherited that too. Like I can see with you when something's wrong, like you're not acting like yourself, what's going on. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean stuff like that, she's been able to pick up on and ask me about like, Hey, what's up? What's going on? Why are you acting like that? Um, so she, she's been pretty, um, pretty good about that. So I can't say really I've been emotionally neglected, um, cause she's, she was, and, and more so into like my teen years, like she was really good at like trying to talk things through with me and find out what's going on. Um, my dad, uh, nah, maybe not so much. Um, you know, my dad's one of those dads too, that are kind of raised to be hardened you know um but more so now in his older age i think he's kind of 
loosened up his grip on that like i wouldn't say like machismo type of lifestyle because he wasn't like machismo at all or anything like that but he was kind of like more hard and more you know what people would think a man would be like don't show emotion grind get money do shit like that um but he's always been that kind of guy that's um he he was affectionate but he was also he would also hit me <laughs> not not just because but you know obviously I would, no not obviously but i would sometimes i do dumb shit that would make him mad and like parents back in the early you know 90s i don't know your dad is angry when he gets mad he's i think it's because he he my, my dad has anxiety and so i think the anxiety makes him angry because he doesn't know how to control his anxiety so i guess i've seen him react to cars oh That's, yeah that shit's scary yeah I, but <laughs> anyway I, I, yeah but he doesn't know how to i didn't know how to control his anxiety very well, which turned to anger. And then I guess the outlet was putting an ass whooping on me. <laughs> but that's because yes. it wasn't unwarranted. I mean, look, as a kid, I would do some dumb shit. And I guess I deserved an ass whooping, whatever. But he wasn't like, uh, he wasn't neglecting me emotionally. Um, he wasn't like making things like seem like less of what they were you know um and you know with your parents too i i've seen it uh to where they are they're getting better at at trying to pick up on pick up on things i think your dad more so uh especially with your sister your younger sister i wouldn't say my dad more so mm-hmm. i think my dad my dad can pick up on the emotions, emotional stuff. If something's wrong, he just doesn't know how to react <laughs> properly. Well, that's what I mean. Like he's 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 getting better at picking up emotions. I didn't say he was good at reacting to them. <laughs> Definitely I mean, not that. No, because um, I mean, you you have a story to tell about that where your dad's reaction to something um, was kind of like, "Whoa, what the hell." Uh, yeah, and it Rex. wasn't even a, even emotions. It was just it was Rex, um, our dog. We were at their house one weekend. They were out of town, and I told Wilson to take Rex a bath in the bathtub, and I told him I was like, "Hey, just make sure you clean up all his fur because he has a lot of fur mm-hmm. in the shower before we leave." And he did. But then Yvonne texted me. Yvonne, my nephew, was like, "Hey." did you take Rex a shower, like a bath in in our bathroom? And I was like, oh, yeah, sorry. I was like, is there, there's a mess. I told Wilson to clean up. I was like, I'm super sorry. I guess I missed some fur. Yeah, and he's like, no, it's okay. Just grandpa's like mad. And I was like, oh, of course. So then I go to the house within that week, I think, or that weekend. I don't know. I went to the house for something. And my dad was like, he's like, so you took wrecks a bath in there i was like well yeah i told wilson to and he's like oh my gosh that's like i can't remember word for word but he was like that's fucking just like basically was like that's fucking disgusting i can't believe you would do that take a dog a bath where you take a shower he's like don't do that like don't ever do that again and he just it was really unnecessary Mm -hmm. and he's like i'm and he could tell from my face that i was like 
Like, what the fuck? What dude? the fuck? Like, why did you have to, like, tell me it like that? He's like, I'm sorry. He's like, you know how I am. I don't know how to, I don't know how to tell you these things in a nice way. And I was like, daddy, just say, hey, I didn't appreciate. He's like, I should, I said, you should have said, hey, please don't take Rex to bath in there. I didn't like it. It's kind of gross. Mm-hmm. And that's that's it. I <laughs> just I would appreciate if you wouldn't take your dog a bath in the bathtub. Mm-hmm. That's it. He's like, well, yeah. And I was like, that's all you had to say, Dad. <laughs> okay then. <laughs> I was like, everything else that you said, you didn't need to say it that way. You just could have said, hey, Mika, like, I don't like it that you took Rex to the bath in there. Please don't do it again. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, Dad, you really don't need to like react that way so my dad the way he reacts the way he answers to things is in a very wrong way and he he knows that but he won't change it he just says it how he thinks in his head like he doesn't like process it and tries to think of like okay a nicer better way that way we as his daughters don't react because we are not afraid to talk back to my dad. Oh yeah, the how they receive, like, uh, he gets, uh, and he gets a lot of backlash for the stuff that he says from his daughters. Yeah, they are they're not afraid. I've witnessed it firsthand when, especially your Jasleen. Yeah. Oh, she's not afraid to let your dad know. Shit. She'll she'll go at him. Oh, we all do, yeah. but she's more so her. Well, because she's the youngest, younger one. She's got. Mm-hmm. I don't know. She's got more balls. More gusto. <laughs> more gusto. More teenage she, angst. <laughs> for reals, because, I mean, growing up, I mean, I also think it's because they don't hit her. <laughs> like, we were afraid. Yeah. <laughs> now that I'm older, I'm not that afraid because I'm like, what are you going to do? Like, I don't even live here anymore, you know? I pay taxes. Yeah. You can't, <laughs> like, can't tell me shit. <laughs> you know, I'm an adult at this point. Where, mm-hmm. But she, she doesn't care. And I'm glad she does it because... Even though it's frustrating for the for my dad that my sister's answering her that way, and it's frustrating for my sister that my dad just will not get it through his head that like the way he answers or responds to us is <laughs> unnecessary there are, there are or wrong. Ways. There are There's better, better ways. There's better ways, and it's just frustrating. And I get frustrated when they do that too because I'm like, I'm like, Dad, like, like sometimes just Lee doesn't know how to communicate her way either to make it understandable. Mm-hmm. So then I try to go in to help my dad understand, but he just won't. And the same with my mom. Sometimes that happens too. And I'm just, it is really frustrating. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's years of, of just being like that. Like, obviously like you, how, how they are, it's like, no, my way is right. Why would I change it for anybody else? If you don't like it, kick rocks, you know, go that's fuck my yourself. Dad. Yeah. I was just like, I, yeah, I understand. I get it. Cause at, at for certain things i'm kind of the same way but i can also acknowledge that like maybe that's not for everybody let me try to switch it up a little bit so that way the way you receive what i'm saying is more palatable for you whereas your dad is like go fuck yourself if you don't like the way i'm saying it oh well suck my dick (laughs) you know yeah and then with my mom she's just so like my mom's got into the point where she's like, "Oh, whatever. Like, just brush it off. Like, yeah, she. I mean, get she's over very... it. Don't let it. Like, 
stay with you and make you and i'm like i understand mom i was like but we can't all just it's easier said than done yeah so much easier said than done and it's and my mom's not even that way either because she holds so many emotions so many things that have happened in her life that when she recalls it she's crying and yeah. all this stuff and i'm like mom like you say like just let it go or just let it go but like you yeah. you, <laughs> you yourself haven't let things go and it still makes you angry it still makes you cry and i just it bugs me so much and it bugs my little sister too when my mom was like just let it go i get so angry like oh, da, 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 da. And her, just, her favorite say just like elsa just let it go like i'm like no, no that's you know can't yeah. just let things go and like move on with your life you know it's like you really have to process it mm-hmm. for you to be able to like okay processed it dealed with it overcame let's move on yeah. and my mom's like move on yeah i see definitely not practicing what she preaches uh because, I mean, there's for and to your mom's, um, you know, to your mom's defense or, you know, to give her credit, she is a very stoic woman. Yes. You know, she is, I mean, she does show emotion, laughter at times, um, but for the most part, other than laughter, straight face. Well, to you, yeah. But well, I mean, I mean I've seen, yeah, because <laughs> like, you're her yeah, daughter, obviously like, she's going to display Obviously, I've her. seen my, my mom, like, displays love and... Yeah. affection sometimes and yeah laughter That's, and sadness and anger all that. i've seen my mom go through it all yeah well because you're her daughter and yeah she on her for she feels more comfortable displaying a full range yeah. of emotion i mean but you. we've told my mom like i've told my mom many times like mom you're just you're just cold like i was like you're not cold cold but you're just a little cold like we just knew that like for affection you weren't the person that we would go to mm-hmm and it, I, I could, I saw that it hurt her. I was like, but I mean, it's true. It was, it was the truth, you know. Like, I don't think I ever really fully went for my to my parents for emotion and mm-hmm. emotional support or affection. Like, I, oh, that's gonna deep like go into a whole different hole. Yeah, <laughs> but I found it. I tried to find it in other places, um, places probably I shouldn't have, but that's that's. Well, I th- wanted that. That's what I craved. That's what I wanted. That's what I needed. I wasn't receiving it. My sisters were all older. They all had their own kids. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, but I was on my own basically as, I mean, as a kid. To, and to that point, I mean, like if you if you're not getting it from your parents, you really have no other place to run to but to wherever you got it from. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, and that's the kind of thing that, like I say, that boils over into like generations going forward because that's what you know mm-hmm. you know even if you try to change it a uh, little like pieces of how your parents are are stuck with you and you kind of act the same way too you know <laughs> especially with you how you how you were saying like how your dad is yeah and how you are when it comes to saying things not in the way that they're supposed to yeah and people are receptive to it uh-huh you are a perpetrator of that. I am. I am a perpetrator of that. Especially with me. Yes. Yeah, I'm like, hey. But, but, you, but you call me out on it to the point where, yeah, I get angry, but you know what? You do make me think, and I don't know if I've gotten any better, but at least I'm more aware of it. 
I mean, I, I still have to call you out from time to time. I wouldn't say any less or any more, but the same. <laughs> but definitely, like, yo, check your fucking tone because that wasn't cool. <laughs> right. I'm like, yo, why did you? Like, hey, why did you say it like that? You read, you really did not have to say it like that. You could have said it like this. And you're like, I'm sorry. I just that's just how I know to say it. I'm like, okay, Antonio. Yeah, it really pisses me off. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, you know what, I, I've just learned a lot now as an adult, looking at my childhood, looking at how things were. I don't remember a lot about my childhood, and I think that's just because. My brain is, it's just blocked out. My brain is trying to, like, just protect me from things. I hate that I remember, like, the most stupidest, embarrassing shit, but I can't remember, like, any, like, really good things. Mm -hmm. Anyways, but I'm hoping that because I'm aware, I've acknowledged that when it comes for our time to have children, Mm -hmm. that I can break some of that. You know, I can be more emotionally there for my own children i'm i can't even be that way with myself but i'm hoping that maybe i can be that for them i want to be that person for them that they feel safe to come to if Mm -hmm. they're sad happy angry like all of any of their emotions like i want them to feel comfortable to come to me knowing that i will give them that love affection that emotional attention that they need and crave as they're growing up as children yeah because yeah. I don't want them to feel like <laughs> I in neglected them. Not physically, not materialistically, like mm-hmm. on a more emotional, affectionate level. Right. Yeah, I mean, me too. I mean, but, uh, you know, who's to say that we are? Like you said, we're going to try to, but I think when it comes down to it, I like I said, how stuff from your childhood childhood boils over into your adult life and then that'll boil into the life of your children i mean the only thing we can do is just try our best not to be like our parents you know and like you said try to break the cycle hopefully i'm gonna be as cool of a parent that i say i'm gonna be (laughs) yeah you think you're gonna be the coolest fucking parent ever i I hope so fuck but i mean you know i i have a i wouldn't say i have a short fuse but you do have a short fuse. I have a short temper. I don't know the same thing. No, because if I, I would say like people who have a you short fuse are volatile. Fast. I get annoyed fast. I don't you get both. angry. Both. No. Yes. What the? F- okay. <laughs> no, I mean I get I do get annoyed very fast, and I think I do get that from my dad because he is a hundred percent very short tempered, and he gets annoyed very fast, and I, I do try to control myself um at least in public i'm very patient um at home boy but when we're uh, alone or when we're in a car soon as something goes wrong it's because fucking when i'm driving here in arizona the people here are the it doesn't worst matter fucking it doesn't matter where ever. we are what state we're in it you just you're like that people <laughs> shouldn't drive like fucking idiots then simple anyway <laughs> but yeah i mean like like we were saying I, I can only hope that i am as cool of a parent that i think i am <laughs> or that i say i am when it when when that comes um time to bring children into this world um but 
Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know when I listen when I think about us having kids I really hope that like we both do a better job but we're gonna raise them with what we know and a lot of what I know is is good but it's also like wow do I really want to raise my kids exactly the way my parents did no no but I feel and then I I didn't live your life and from what I I've gathered throughout the years of us talking about our childhood I <laughs> I feel like yours was a a lot different from mine I I grew up with cable other than that <laughs> like I feel like you got a lot of the things that I didn't get emotionally like mm-hmm. like your mom was affection your mom is affectionate she very is very affectionate you know um and emotional you're, we sim- we're similar with our dad's short fuses get angry and annoyed fast mm-hmm. but my mom was different from your mom oh yeah it was like complete opposite ends yeah of, like the spectrum so i thought you know like we we were raised very similar but like it to some degree to, to some degree but i was i i and i craved a lot of things that you didn't crave in like the emotional department emotional department sure. you knew how to deal with emotions and stuff and i don't still even now mm-hmm. um and that sucks and that's because you know my parents didn't show their emotions in that way and so i didn't know I always thought showing your emotions was kind of like a weak thing. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's more culturally. Like, I feel like a lot of Mexicans, Latinos that were just raised to, like, not show our emotions, be stoic, be strong. That's what we're supposed to be. That's who mm-hmm. we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, though, like, the newer generations, like, they're like, no, 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 no. You need to show your emotions. You need to do, like, you need to be aware of them. It makes you a stronger, better person mm-hmm. than, like. It's not going to kill you to be self aware. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, like, like I said, like, us talking about things definitely made me realize, like, I need a lot of work where you don't need that much kind of work. Yeah. My- <laughs> and it, like, Makes me angry and sad that, like, that's that's how it is. Where uh, you can't fully. I, I, I can't empathize with you. You can't empathize with me. Because I've never. Or relate. Yeah, to some degree. Yeah. yeah is, but yeah, I can't empathize with you because I've never. I've never had to deal with emotional neglect on the level such as, you know, your what you have gone through. Yeah. Um, like I said, like I, just because I can't remember that I've been through emotional neglect with my parents doesn't mean it hasn't happened before, mm-hmm. but not to the extent that you have. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, because because my parents went, my parents went through something that your parents didn't. Yeah, at least and, not that I know of. Yeah, and that. And, and I mean that does took a big toll on the entire family. Yeah, and because of that, I mean, my parents are s- still to this day like it still it haunts them. Yeah, like it does, and it still affects their day to day. Like it's pretty evident too with your father. Yeah, and your mom too. That one time, 
yeah, but both more with my dad. Yeah. Just because my dad's just like he just takes him as how he is. Yeah, he's just really paranoid about the whole situation. Yeah. Um, which he brought on to himself. <laughs> but regardless of the fact, like it's just that whole that situation that happened with my parents, um, took a big toll on the whole family. We were all affected. It was, yeah, huge deal. Yeah, and I think that was probably like. The start of Noemi noticing that mom. I mean, Noemi says I've. I feel like we should have Noemi on the podcast again, so we we can like dive into this if she's willing to. But I just from what I've heard, had conversations. Next like, episode. I'm just kidding. I don't know. She, I mean, as a teenager, she she's even said it herself. Like my parents weren't around. She's like, Dad was, who knows where working. Mm-hmm. My mom was so self-involved with what was going on in their lives and in college and me with me as a baby. She's like, so I had to find my own family mm-hmm. basically. And that's when she ventured off with friends. Cause then my mom's rebuttal is you were always with your friends. And maybe he's like, well, yeah, because I didn't have you. Mm-hmm. I didn't have dad and my sisters were older and they left. Mm-hmm. She's like, I only had me. And when she said that, I was like, holy shit. Like, me and me had similar upbringings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my mom was uh, working. My dad was working out of state. Um, Jocelyn came along. All of my sisters had their own kids, their own families. Mm-hmm. That was, It was just me. I was on my own. Yeah. And, and I was like, holy shit. Upbrings are similar. Yeah. Mannerisms kind of similar. Laugh <laughs> similar. Yeah. <laughs> but I, th- I think that's because of that, like, my emo- me dealing with emotions was hard. I did it. I've never known how to fully deal with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, even to this day, I, I hate crying. I don't want to cry. I'm just, Do just I, let it I, out. I know I need to cry, but I don't want to cry. So I don't. <laughs> and and you, you know what's funny too is that she doesn't cry because of things that are like serious sometimes. Most of the times when she does cry, it's because of fucking TV shows <laughs> and movies. I'm like, dude, you cried for that? For real? Yeah. But I'm like, I, I mean, I guess, you know, if it gets to that point, you, you kind of, I think what happens is when you start crying, you just kind of think of more things that make you sad, <laughs> or I guess if it, if it's that if that's the emotion that makes you want to cry, then you start thinking of more things that make you sad. It's probably like what I'm thinking is that you saw something on TV that made you cry. Some character died or whatever, and you're like, "Fuck, that's sad. I gotta cry." Now I'm thinking of other shit that's sad. Now that's making me cry. So it just kind of just boils over. No, because then I would like be hysterically crying. Okay, cut. I'm gonna cut all that out. <laughs> So I, I mean, it's dumb. sad, it's <laughs> sad, you know, but I I don't, I haven't had a, a day in a long time where just, I'm crying because I just need to cry. Yeah. I mean, I've tried, I've tried, like, when I'm in the shower, I'm like, okay. Well, you can force like, yourself I have, to like, cry, though. I feel, but, like, it's like, I feel all these, like, pent-up emotions, and I just feel it, and I'm like, I, I really need a good cry, and I, I just can't do it. Mm-hmm. Well, no, it's not even forcing. Like I feel all the emotions, and I'm like, I, 
I need to get it out and and I feel like crying. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. I don't know. I I can't remember the last time I really cried cried. I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen you cry cry. No. I can't remember. It was fucking G. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, big G for Gryffindor. Shut up. Uh, anyway, um, you know, to go back to what we were talking about, like um being better for when we have kids uh, and just trying not to bring our like you know generational trauma and and other shit like emotional neglect with everything like that into their uh, lives um and and you know, even just like how we are now and just are in the relationship I think you know it's easier said than done when you try to be uh, a better person and try to break the cycle of, like I said, generational trauma, stuff like that, and not bring it to uh, the life of your children. Um, I I feel like it's it's easier to go back to the bad shit because that's what you're so used to, you know, instead of trying to break the cycle because that, that takes a lot of work because you, you are trying to find what's right and how to break it, and you don't know, so you just kind of like, ugh this is so much worry I get you get tired of it you so you fall back on what you know which is the, the shit that makes you not like your parents <laughs> you know what I mean yeah so uh I mean and that, again that goes back into kind of forgiving your parents because they didn't know how to be parents but then at the same time you're like nobody teaches you how to be a parent no that's what I'm saying that's what I'm saying you I, you can only give your parents so much like you can only cut them so much slack mm-hmm. to the point where like all right so you get the point i brought this up to you many times before and yet nothing has changed like i get that this is how you were raised and i get that's how you are but that's not communicating with us properly mm-hmm. you know the you you're not you're not doing it. You're not doing anything to change it, and it's not making us feel any better. And obviously, that's not going to make you feel any better because of how you're receiving it, yeah, right, or how you're you're you know in your in your parents' case, how your daughters are receiving it. Because mm-hmm. obviously, all the things that you do, or most of the things that you do, most of the things that you say, and how they react, it's all negative for the most part. Yeah. So, something has to change, and that something is you. But it's easier said than done because you feel comfortable with going back to what you know. Because it's harder to break that cycle than it is to go back to it. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm like, I hopefully I can be as good as a parent as my parents were. But we'll see. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's hard for our parents to break it too. Um... <laughs> My parents are getting a run for their money with Jocelyn. Ooh, boy, are they. Because she she challenges them and she, and, in and that that's aspect. Good. And, and it's good that she is because my my parents are are changing a little bit. I can see it in more, your mom more yeah. so. Your dad a little bit. The tiniest bit. I, I, I think she just... Justine but just I think it's just so funny that like the way they try to like punish her... I'm like, I t- it doesn't make sense. They it doesn't take, make sense. They try to take her phone away. 
but that's the only form of communication they had with her outside of being in at home. Yeah, and my dad were rebuttal. Well, we used to be able to do it before without a phone. I'm like, yeah, when you lived in a tiny little town and you could like drive around and find them. Yeah. I was like, but here? No. I was like, this is different. Like, my dad was, I don't even remember what it was, but my dad was saying like, oh, because Justine got a car. And my dad was like, I'm going to count the miles on there. I'm going to check your mileage. And it only be, it only better be like, th- I, was, I think it's like three or four miles to get to the school. I don't know. <laughs> Not even. And I was like, I was like, what, the, what is wrong with my dad? Like, why is he being like this why is he micromanaging her i didn't have that because again like i said my dad was not around when i was in high school mm-hmm. i was i think because now he's around he's he gets to implement the rules he wants to yes with you guys so yeah like, i think so but lockdown. anyway i was like i was like i told her i was like that's ridiculous i was like you need to punish her in a different way if you want to take her car tell her she's not allowed to go out only to school and back and that's it mm-hmm I'm like, don't take her car away. Well, like when she can officially drive her car. Mm-hmm. I was like, because you know who's also getting punished? You. Mm-hmm. It's like you and mom. You and you mom. Have to yes, my parents. Since forever, since they've had children, hated taking us anywhere. I think any parent does. I think so, but like they hate it. Like they hate having to drop us off. They they wouldn't let us go out because they would have to take us. So us having a car, we're like, well, you don't have to do it. We can do it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you're going to punish yourself if you take away her car because you have to take her and you don't like taking her. Mm-hmm. Why take her phone away? She needs it. She does a lot of after, after school activities. You need a way to communicate with her to be picked up mm-hmm. or to know where she is. I was like, because she's not just at the school. She goes to different band things and she's in all, all these different all cities. Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, you need a way to communicate with her. You take her phone away. Now what? Now what? What do you need? It's like send messenger pigeons and fucking owls, smoke signals. Yeah, like, and my dad was like, well, I can just call. Call like, who? Are, call who, call dad? Who? who are you going to call? You don't have everybody's number that's there. You I'm, know? I'm sure he doesn't even want to speak to anybody that's there. Yeah, so I was just like, dad, don't. And Jocelyn had a prime example um, last week. She asked... My, my, she told my dad to pick her up after band practice. And he was like, okay, yeah. Dad was aware. My mom and dad fell asleep. She texted them. Mm-mm-mm. 20 minutes, like, hey, practice is going to end early. Pick me up at this time. Mm-hmm. Practice ended. My parents were nowhere. She was calling. They crying, weren't answering. Calling, and she called us crying. <laughs> No, that was a different thing. Was it? Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. That was a different thing. That was a good on my dad. That one was a good on my dad. Yeah. He did a good thing there. Anyways, but this time, um, <laughs> finally, my mom picks up the phone and she's like, hey, I need to be picked up. I'm the last one here. Like, it's cold outside. No one but the teachers are here. They're waiting for me to go home. Mm-hmm. And my mom says, why didn't you text us? <laughs> and Justin said, I did. I did text you. Mm. To let you know. And then my dad went and picked her up. <laughs> Late. And I was like, this is a prime example as to why she needs her phone. And why when she has her car, she needs to keep her car. Mm. Because, and I thought I was like, because obviously 
my parents showed that even though they're her parents, mm-hmm. you can't always <laughs> count on them because they might fall asleep, which is human. But at the same time, like my dad knew he had to pick her up. Yeah. Like he should have tried to stay awake or like asked Yvonne or somebody. Alarm. I don't know. Something. Yeah. But yeah, the, the the punishments that your parents try to dish out in Justine, it, it no longer works. It doesn't make sense. No. It doesn't make sense. So, I, I mean, I, I guess that's just like them trying yeah, to and do they're, them. They're, yeah, but they, Justine has definitely challenged my parents to be better in the way of she's so open with her emotions. Mm-hmm. She's a very an emotional child. And my parents are definitely working a little bit harder with her yeah than with us because we kind of just they don't have the energy to hit her anymore <laughs> <laughs> well they don't have the energy for her anymore but she's forcing them to yeah yeah no she is definitely the challenge she's definitely challenging them how they were not challenged before maybe with floor i don't know with floor yeah floor was super outspoken and she went toe-to-toe with both of my parents she does not she mm-hmm. didn't care she went toe-to-toe, but... Usually how it is with the oldest. Yeah, but Justine's more toe-to-toe and, like, these are my emotions. I'm showing them to you. Deal with it. Deal with it. Literally, you have to deal with it. Yeah. And you can't just... Yeah, with her, like, you can't just brush it off because she will make it known. Yeah, where we didn't really fully make it known. I mean... We kept it to ourselves because we knew that even if we showed it, like, it... It's not like we would we get a rare, so, anyway, yeah. So mm-hmm. I, 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 maybe a, a beating or a lecture. No, well, lecture, yes, not a beating. Ass whooping? <laughs> no, no, no. Just my me? parents. By the time I came around, my parents were not spanking us like they did with the other three. Oh, uh, see, because you, know, you had older siblings that could tire them out before they got to you. I was the first one. Yeah, but I also am. How old was four? I think I was 16 younger, 16 years younger than the oldest. So that's 16 years of energy exerted. Yeah, and by the t- Jessalyn Wolf. That's what I mean. It's like 20 plus years. You you have older siblings that have. Yeah, you yeah you were the first child. I was the first one, so I had all the ass whoopings. Yeah, because they were learning with you. Now Wyland doesn't get any. Yeah, they were learning combos on me for sure. <laughs> Wyland gets nothing. Wyland gets so much slack. So much slack, but I, and then he complains. No, he doesn't. Really, yeah, not really. And you to to his to his when credit, your parents do something, he's like, "Oh my gosh!" I'm like, "Dude, you could have had it way worse." What kid, yeah, that's true. But what kid doesn't complain? Justine complains, and she wasn't getting. She's not getting her ass whooped by your parents. No, but she does have to deal with their. She just has to deal with their craziness their at this tantrums. point. Your yeah. tantrums. I mean, I I would rather deal with tantrums than a uh, knuckle sandwich. <laughs> So, I mean, I guess I got it better. I don't know. <laughs> but, I mean, I've to, to Wyland's credit, he is not very troublesome. He's a pretty chill kid for the most part. That's like, true. All he does is stay in his room, play video games, and get mad. So, he, aside from that, he, he doesn't do anything Your bad. brother is lame. I'm just kidding. Whatever. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean he he's like, he doesn't and he's very mellow. Yeah, that's true. Your brother doesn't do anything. He's he's very mellow. He's a chill chill kid. He doesn't do it. He he goes out plays basketball with his friends. He goes out to 
uh, Sun Coast, which is a casino, to go do bowling. bowling with his friends and stuff. I'm like, dude, he he has it easier than I did. But then again, he hasn't done half of the bad shit that I did. Well, I don't even think your shit was bad. I mean, no. You just had cooler bad. friends with the cars because they were older. Well, no. I so mean, you could do more. Bad as in like I would do dumb shit that I would get my ass whooped for. That's what I'm like saying. Like what? Like, I don't know. I would break shit sometimes. I get trouble in school a lot for talking <laughs> and I get bad grades. <laughs> while the, the bad op- grades for sure. Yeah. I mean, and then Wyland is the opposite. For the most part, he's gotten like straight A's. I don't think now he does, though. I, he's average, I would say. Maybe a little bit above average. At one point, he was like getting D's and F's. I'm like, whoo, following suit, baby, just like your older brother. Shut <laughs> up. That's not even something to be proud of. <laughs> no. But yeah, at one point that he got his PlayStation taken away, I was like, why? Because like, he's like, because I got bad grades. I'm like, just do your fucking homework, which I should have done. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> yeah. Do as I say, not as I do, you know, type of thing. But I mean, yeah, he's he's not he's not a bad kid. He doesn't do drugs. He doesn't drink. I try to have him try to lure him into taking a shot to see if he actually do it. He's like, no, I don't want to do that, dude. I'm afraid. That was mom. you too. You didn't do that. You didn't start drinking till you were twenty one. I don't appreciate how you're calling me out on this right now. Okay, this is not about me. <laughs> this is about my brother. But you're making it seem like that's what you were doing at his age when you weren't. No, but. Again, but then he he wasn't hanging out with the people I was hanging out with when I was in high school. I was hanging <laughs> that out. That is with, true. I was in high school going to freaking hotel parties and because you were hanging out with kids that were older than you. Exactly. He's and Wyland has friends in his age his group. <laughs> I, that's what I'm saying. He wasn't doing the stuff that I was doing to get in trouble. I don't know. So he he's not getting it as bad as I did. So. Yeah, I'm sure if Wyland had a best friend who was three years older than him. And had older brothers. That and would, had older brothers. <laughs> that would do crazy shit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Maybe he'd get in a lot more <laughs> trouble. But it, he hangs out with his friends yeah. that are not as cool as mine. Or were as cool as mine. Will never be as cool as my friends. No, yeah. I'm kidding. That's but, true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he definitely has it easier than I did. That's true. So... If you if we want to be mad at anybody, we should be mad at Wyland. <laughs> the both of us. The both of us, because <laughs> he had it easy. Yeah, he has it easier than medium for sure. I I don't think he's ever been hit by my parents, not once. That's okay. You take care of that. Yeah, and now you know what. Speaking of being hit, now he's getting into fighting and shit. So I'm like, perfect. Now I get to take out fifteen years of frustration on you. <laughs> and you have. It is funny when you guys fight. You know, I've la- I've laid a few good shots on him. <laughs> For sure. He has a he has a video on TikTok. You know what? I'm a you know shameless shameless plug. Let me let me put out his TikTok here, so you can go watch the video of me putting the smackdown on him. Uh, Acne made Asian on TikTok. A C N E M A D E Asian on TikTok. There's a video on there. Hit him with uh, a nice stiff right hand, rocked him. That was just years of being an older brother, <laughs> put into one punch. Yeah, those videos are funny. His videos are funny regardless. Some of them are cringy, but some of them are funny. Yeah, I sometimes I come across that and I'm like, dude, get your brother. <laughs> like, what is he doing? 
just he's just a kid with TikTok that has yeah. access to social media. <laughs> That's what he does. Yeah. Yeah. But uh anyway, oh shit, we're an hour hour and three minutes in. Anyway. But you know, we'll go ahead and wrap it up there. Emotional Un- unintentional emotional neglect been through it hopefully don't do it to my future children but you know i well, don't know how to parent i'm not a parent so dog parents we'll see how it goes when we have our own kids and hopefully, hopefully i don't fuck them up too bad yeah well, I, yeah no hopefully not <laughs> hopefully not well we'll see we'll see if you ever see our kids uh, in the streets in the future and they're doing bad shit it's probably our fault most likely but we'll try not to do that anyway thanks again guys for listening to another episode of the are you ready to ramble podcast um we're gonna try to get more guests back on here uh and <laughs> i don't know how but... we'll, we'll see we'll, we'll we'll find out uh but anyway thanks for listening and uh yeah bye we'll see you in the next one bye Thank you.